your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Avalanche fans, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche and quite a bit going on in Avalanche land yesterday. So we will get to the NHL awards, how the Colorado Avalanche fared in those awards. Uh, We have our Sam Girard season grade and the poll from Twitter. And that was a close one, the close one we've had so far in terms of voting and the Avalanche sign Jonas Johansson and I had mentioned him yesterday when we were talking about Devin Dubnik and him being a free agent do the Avalanche bring him back for a short-term contract what would it mean uh in the in the all the other goalies that they had that are free agents including Grubauer Johansson was one of them and they sign him short deal not a lot of money but we'll get into it uh, and Ryan Nugent Hopkins signed with the Oilers. Does that have any effect on a specific player for the Colorado Avalanche? So we'll get into that and wherever else it leads. First things first, follow the show on social media outlets. LOPN underscore Avalanche on Twitter. Locked on Avalanche on Instagram. And send any questions, comments, concerns, opinions to LockdownAvalanche at gmail.com. So the NHL awards, once again, done virtually, I guess. Uh, Not the big hoopla around the award show. And we had been saying, you know, the Avalanche, the, the three main awards that they were up for with Philip Grubauer for the Vesna, Kale McCarr for the Norris, and Nathan McKinnon for the heart. I had been saying I really feel like the only one that an Avalanche player would be up to winning would be Kale McCarr in the Norris. I thought Philip Grubauer maybe had a, a very long shot, maybe not at winning, but getting some first place votes. And we all know as great as Nathan McKinnon is, he really didn't have a chance with the season that Connor McDavid had. That was definitely the case. Connor McDavid swept the field. 100 votes, all 100 first place votes for for Connor McDavid, which I heard was the second time in history that's happened. I don't know when the first time was. I really didn't look too deep into it. Deserves it. Deserves all 100 votes and, you know, Nathan McKinnon, great season, uh, but he wasn't going to touch that. Hart Trophy. Philip Grubauer uh, finished third. I think a lot of people outside of Vegas, clearly, are maybe a little bit shocked by this, that Marc-Andre Fleury did win the Vesna Trophy. I think you're going to have a lot of people saying this is a career award for him. Some of that might be true. He had a really good season. I don't think you can really deny that Flurry had a, a very good season for the Vegas Golden Knights uh, statistically. You know, they were right behind the Avalanche. Well, I mean, they were tied with them at points, but clearly the Avalanche won the President's Trophy. He had a good season. Andre Vasilevsky is 
the best goalie in the league, in my opinion. And uh, I, I want to look up the, the, the final voting for this. I didn't uh, going into this, and I'll bring it up quickly. But uh, let me see what I got here. All right. So, yeah, I mean, it, it definitely was close. Flurry, 108 points, 14 firsts, 11 seconds, and 5 thirds. Vasilevsky, 99 points. So nine points separated these two. And Vasilevsky with uh, 12, 12, and 3 for first, second, and third. And Grubauer with 36. He did get two first place votes. And, you know, if they, you know, sometimes the voters release their uh, voting. Maybe we'll see who those two first place votes went to. I know it wasn't uh, from the athletic Peter Baugh. He released his, and he and Philip Grubauer he did not have at, at first. So it was not him, which is. You know, he's not a homer, which is kind of good to see, I guess. Um, I didn't think Grubauer was going to win this, and, and I, he kind of fell where I thought he was going to fall. The one that I really thought the, the an Avalanche player had the chance to win was in the Norris. Kale McCarr had a phenomenal season, and, you know, the only player in the league to average a point per game from a defensive standpoint but when it boiled down to it, he missed 12 games this season. And I think voters held that against him. And I think if you had even taken away half of those games, if maybe he only missed six games, I think Kale McCarr is your Norris Trophy winner. I think that's a bit unfair because even with the 12 games that he missed, the points that he put up were were phenomenal. And I think Adam Fox is a great player, and maybe he wins some more down the road. But um, I think it's more impressive what Kale McCarr did with missing 12 games. It was pretty close. Um, Adam Fox had 743 points overall, and Kale McCarr had 655. For first place votes, Fox had 40 compared to McCarr's 31, uh, and Hedman was pretty far back for third place with 433 points. Uh, you know, I, I watched a lot more Kale McCarr than I did Adam Fox. I, I watched a good amount of Ranger games, not a ton, but a good amount. And Adam Fox is, he's one of those guys where he is noticeably a better player on the ice, much like Kale McCarr is. He really is. And if you're, you know, you just listen to this show and you just watch Colorado Avalanche games, I implore you to go, try to go watch some New York Ranger games. Adam Fox is a great player. He's a great defenseman. Uh, I I just comparing the two, and even if you compare kind of the, the deep dive stats, McCarr beats him, it, not by a lot. It's not glaring, but McCarr beats him in a lot of those statistics. So our vote, if voters are looking at those, are they feeling like if McCarr had played 12 more games, his numbers would have been worse. I have to feel that's what they're going to say. And I don't know how you back that up. The way he's played, why wouldn't his numbers get better? Of course, he'd have more points. Uh, but as far as like points per 60 and points above uh, above average, like why would you think that would go down? And that's the only thing I can think of is, is just holding those 12 games against Kale McCarr uh, rather than looking at it as... He didn't. He had 12 games less, but still was right up there with everybody in the league in the important categories. 
So it is what it is. Uh, you know, I'm not. And here's the other interesting part. While Kale McCarr finished second in the Norris to Adam Fox, he had more points in the MVP voting than Adam Fox. And it was Kale McCarr had two third place votes, which totaled 10 points. And Adam Fox had one third place vote, which totaled five points. So he's not good enough to win the Norris, but he's good enough to have more MVP votes than Adam Fox. Figure that one out because I can't. Kale McCarr will be getting Norris Trophy uh, wins in his career. I have no doubt about that. I just thought this year it was uh, very, very well deserved on his point, on his part. But what are you going to do? It, they're just awards. Even if he had won, he probably would have said something like, you know, this is nice, but this is not the one that I wanted to win. <laughs> I wanted to win the team award. And because uh, that's just how he is. And in the end, it's all relative. It's all subjective. And <clears throat> But, you you know, we've said this before. Being Avalanche fans and the small market team, you want them to get more notoriety. And uh, they did last year with Makar winning the Calder. Um, and they did give out all-star awards. And Makar was on the first team for the all-stars. Miko Rantanen was on the second team of all-stars and that's all they did was a, a first team and a second team. But you know, and, and again, this is how odd this is. Nathan McKinnon can be a finalist for the heart, but he's not on the first or second team for the all-star teams. I don't get it. <laughs> it it's, does it need to be changed? I don't know. I, in, in the grand scheme, I don't, I don't really care. You know, if they had one, I would have cared for a day. And then you you move on. You don't hold this over. Maybe the MVP you do, because uh, that is you know the grand poobah of the of the awards. But uh, you know nobody's sitting here saying, well, Kamakar isn't one of the best defensive players in the league. He clearly is. Does he need the award to prove it? No. Would we have enjoyed it? Definitely. We probably would have enjoyed it more than he would have. I can almost guarantee that. So. All right, uh, we are going to hear from some sponsors and then get into one of uh, Kale McCarr's defensive mates and Sam Girard and his season grade from the poll over at Twitter. But first, we are going to hear from Green Room. And this episode is brought to you by Green Room. It's the first social audio platform made for sport fans. The app is free to download. And once you are in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport i typically host these locker rooms well i have to get over saying that they're called green rooms now on thursday i think we're going to skip this week i have the services for my dad on uh, thursday so probably no green room going on this week but we typically do them on thursdays in between 9 30 and 10 o'clock eastern time and you can join in download the app Create your account, follow the show through the Green Room app, and of course on Twitter, because whenever I do a show, it gets posted there, and you can come join in on the conversation, talk with me, talk with other fans. We talk abs. So it's the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league or a team. And you'll find fans just like yourself in the Green Room for watch parties, debates, 
post-game breakdowns and, of course, reacting to the big news. I think we are going to do a expansion draft green room. Uh, I, I, I would like to do that, so stay tuned for that. So go download the free Green Room app now, currently available on iOS devices, and it is available for Android right now. Still some kinks to be worked out and what they can do with the Android, but you can at least join the call and create a profile, link your Twitter, and join whatever sport is your favorite, NFL, MLB, NHL, for the latest league updates. And follow me at Locked on Avalanche and get notified when my room goes live. We will see you in the green room changing the way that we talk sports. Also brought to you by Built Bar, the greatest tasting protein bar ever. Did you know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors plus the occasional limited time flavor? And when you talk to Built Bar fans, they all have their favorites like mine. Anything peanut butter, I'll take it. Some other flavors they have coconut, coconut almond, cherry, mint brownie, double chocolate. There is something for Everyone, if you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you will get two of each of the nine flavors. And not only do they taste great, but they are healthy. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, while a couple of the other flavors have 18 grams of protein with just 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, and 5 grams of net carbs. Nine amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off of your first order. Once again, that promo code is LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. So speaking of the Norris Trophy, maybe halfway through the season, maybe even a little bit more than halfway through the season, a lot of people were putting Sammy Gerard right up at the top. And I remember posting and talking about a the score uh, article where they ranked uh, the top five defensemen. And at that time, they had Sam Gerard at number one. And this was when McCarr was out for those 12 games. And whenever you know you have a top guy on your team in any sport, the question is always asked, who steps up? And if you think that Sam Gerard didn't, I'm not sure what you were watching. He he was in in many games this year. He was wearing the A for you know him being in, a, in an alternate captain, deservedly so. And he was the quarterback. Not on that's, that's not on a power play. I don't really think he was too much on the power play. Just in five on five situations, he was running the show, and his defense was great. He wasn't letting anybody get behind him. He was pushing guys outside the dots. Uh, he was playing the best hockey he has ever played. And then Kale McCarr returned, and I don't want to say he regressed, but I just kind of feel like he set settled back into his role. And what I would have loved to see from him is to continue how dominant he was playing because that only clearly would benefit the Avalanche. When you have a healthy Kale McCarr return and Sam Girard continued to play the way he was playing when McCarr was out, you were you were feeling great. Uh, and it's not to say that he, he completely tailed off in the regular season. He didn't. But I think a lot of people are going to look at that Vegas series and hang a lot of that on him, which, I I mean, it's fair if you want to do that, 
but give the guy an opportunity to learn from that and come back next season stronger from that. He's still a young guy. And guys like that, sometimes, you know, they, they he's been to the playoffs, so it's not I'm not trying to say like, you know, this was all new to him, but yeah, he didn't play well, and he'll tell you that. But the way that he played during the season to not feel like he could turn that around and learn from it and come back better next season, I think that's doing him a disservice to not grant him that opportunity and to just jump ship on him, which some people in social media world want to do. And I get, you know, people in social media world want to do that no matter what with anybody. But it just seems a little bit unwarranted when it comes to Sam Girard. He's done a lot of good for this team in a short amount of time. I get that it was the playoffs, and that's when you want your players to play best. But he didn't cut the guy some slack. And in terms of voting, I'm happy to see that most of the people who voted for him, I feel kind of uh, maybe have somewhat of the same thinking that I do. Because 50% of the vote gave him an A, which is the winner. But it was very, very close. 47%, just three points off, were B. While 3% said C. And you have 1% of people who are probably only going off of that Vegas series gave him a D or an F. How? I don't know. Maybe you're trying to be funny, but it it's not. <laughs> it's kind of embarrassing. Uh, but... He's locked up for a number of years at a really good price. And I've said it before, the the Nathan McKinnon contract that right now is the greatest contract in hockey at $6.3 million for another couple of years. We might be saying the same thing about Sam Gerrard's $5 million a year contract or AAV contract in two or three years. And I think this is where Joe Sackick knows he can ha- see how guys are performing now and lock them up for a really good team friendly deal, knowing that's going to pay off in the future. And I think he's done that with Sam Gerard. Uh, some of the comments Lothar says his best season ever established himself as a top four D man. Unfortunately had a very bad game six versus Vegas when it counted, but I give him a solid B. I can't argue with any of that, Lothar. I agree. Rebecca, I felt he was a little off since his first injury, and he just never really found his game. That being said, he is a great defenseman, so not his best is better than most. Uh, except during the Vegas series. He will be better next year. She gives him a B. Uh, Daniel Lancey at DT Lancey says he disappeared during the playoffs and had a rough go, but his regular season was outstanding and held down the 1D spot with injuries all around the back end. Exactly. No arguments here. Allen, you know Allen, little fireboy 87. He really stepped up when McCarr was out. He even seemed to... Uh, I, don't, I think that might have been an autocorrect. He, he was better than McCarr for quite a few games once McCarr returned from injury. Uh, he has earned an A-. minus. Jordan, as fan 2909, I give Gerard a solid A with two exclamation points. His talent and skill level showed that, but how well he stepped up this season with some key injuries on the blue line, he deserves a good grade. Overall, he had a great season. And finally, Bleed Burgundy and Blue says, screw anyone who craps on Gerard because of his postseason performance. He was one of the best D in the league for the regular season. Solid A. So, you know, a lot of 
people agree. You know, yeah. He, when you take the season in total, he had a great, great year. You're not going to play, and that's hockey, where you're not going to play exceptional every single game. You can't do that in any sport, really. But it's difficult to do that in hockey. And the games where he played great far outseated, exceeded the games where he did not. So for me, this is an easy A for Sam Girard. And I am excited for what this guy can do for this franchise going forward. Uh, like I said, still young. Stat-wise on the year, you know, I think he improved a little bit. He, he's not... You know, he, he will get assists. He's a big assist guy. And let me see what he had. So 48 games played, five goals, 27 assists for 32 points. So I know he had, let me bring up what he had last year. In 70 games, four goals and 30 assists for 34 points. So 22 less games and two less points. And a plus-minus of plus 15 for him on the air, which is far and away his best. Uh, anything else that's standing out? Not too crazy, but he was good. He was really, really good. And uh, you saw, like I said, you saw a lot of people throwing a you know Hart Trophy candidate at him. It, it's not out of the realm of possibility that down the line of the three people being nominated for the Norris, two of them are on the avalanche between Gerard and McCarr. Could very well, very well happen. So, all right, we are going to hear from Bet Online and then talk of a signing for the avalanche and a signing for another team that might have some bearing on the avalanche. But first, betonline.ag, it's the fastest and easiest way to bet in all of your sports action. Baseball's in full swing. Hockey is in the Stanley Cup Finals. The NBA is, I know, pretty close to the finals, right? I don't watch a ton of NBA, but I think they are they're in their final four. Uh, you can get all of the latest news, odds, and info on your sporting needs, even including UFC and MMA action. So before the next pitch, slam dunk, or puck drop, head over to betonline.ag on your laptop or mobile device. Be sure to check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, contest information don't sit on the sidelines anymore this is your chance to get into the games as teams make their playoff runs when you head to the website or use your mobile device when you sign up you will receive a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code locked on bet online your online sportsbook experts two more bits of info to get to and first Jonas johansson who like i said i had mentioned yesterday I thought the Avs should bring him back, and they did. A one-year contract that is a two-way contract, so he makes a different amount of money if he's playing with the Avalanche or if he's playing with the Colorado Eagles. So a one-year deal for him, and I think I think it's a smart move to bring him back. I think you're going to need him on occasion. You know, Philip Grubauer, while he did have – the best season of his career is an injury prone goalie. And, you know, Pavel Francouz is, is coming off a season long injury. And when Johansson was in there, he played admirably. He had a rough go of it the first couple games. 
uh, where he gave up a goal on the first shot. That was either for two or three games. I don't I don't know if it could have. Maybe it was just two. But either way, he didn't start off that great in the first few games. But one, like he settled down and he got it right here. When he was acquired by the Avalanche from the Sabres on March 20th, he posted a 5-1-1 record with a 1.9 goals against, a .919 save percentage, and a shutout in those seven starts. He was good. <laughs> so... You you have I think a, a one year deal will. That's an interesting one. Why they only gave him a one year? Because I know the Avalanche. You know they have youth in their goaltenders. So I think it's a combination of seeing what the guys above him in Francos and Grubauer do for another season, assuming you sign Grubauer for another contract, as well as seeing what the guys below him do in the AHL with those youth goalies that they have. So he's kind of like in the middle of everybody. And you see what he can do at the AHL level if he does well there. And you don't really need him. If, if Grubauer and Francois have a good season in tandem, then maybe you sign Johansson to another contract for you know another couple of years and kind of keep in there. Because who knows what's going to happen with free agency with after next year with Francois because he is a free agent after next year. So it's kind of, you hate to call it like a bridge contract because it's a one-year deal for someone that's going to play most of his season next year in the AHL, barring any injuries. But I kind of feel like the Avalanche just like what they have in him. And every once in a while, you're going to, I think you're going to see him come up and see what he can do because he's a young guy. Is he going to be their future? No. But, you know, he could get you a win or two. Seven games he played for him, a 5-1-1. I, I, I think it was a, kind of a no-brainer to, to sign him. And it's a very, uh, I don't, I'm looking for the number of what they signed him for, but it was like $700,000. So, you know, not breaking the bank, which it shouldn't. So I think it's a good deal. I think it's a smart move by the average. See what you have in another year for him. And then, you know, reassess after next season. And finally... You know, one of the biggest free agents for the Avalanche is obviously Captain Gabe Landeskog. And the question for him is going to be the numbers. You know, what what is it going to take to sign him? And he clearly wants to stay in Colorado. Does he take the home team discount knowing that the Avs are kind of up against the cap, but also knowing that he has the best chance to win with them? And Ryan Nugent Hopkins was signed by the Oilers for a eight-year, forty-one million dollar contract, which equates to average annual, I think, five point one. I'm gonna double check that right now, and that is exactly what it is: five point one two five to be specific. So, what does that do? Does that when you have contracts like that, like the first domino to fall? That kind of sets the the bar for where players in Nugent Hopkins kind of realm will sign for. Now, Landeskog, you know, probably deserves a little bit more money than that, but he didn't make much more than the 5.1 that Nugent Hopkins is making that he just signed. So does that set the tone for kind of free agency? in kind of that realm of players. 
and it could have an impact on how the Avalanche and Gabe Landeskog have have contract talks. You know, a lot of us were thinking Landeskog, we don't know what Landeskog is going to command. We don't know what he's going to go into, the, you know, Joe Sackick's office and say, I want X amount of dollars. We are guessing that he would want an increase and should be in the low end, low sixes, somewhere from six to seven. Some people are throwing out eight. I don't see the, I can't see the avalanche going that high for Landeskog. He's a great player. You know, he's one of the faces of the franchise. Maybe under normal circumstances for with a salary cap increase, you might be pushing up against eight, but I, I that that I just don't see it happening. I think this plays into the avalanche lap with Nugent Hopkins accepting five point one two five. So, you know, what what did Landeskog have last year? And we keep saying he's he's gonna get an increase. Well, he was at five point. Let me bring it up. Five point five seven one. And while Nugent Hopkins is below that, clearly, I don't think you know. I I, I think this benefits the Avs. Maybe you know he just goes a tick above six. So and he he doesn't do that cash in for him anyway. Eight million dollars a year. So it'll be interesting to see, and maybe it'll be interesting to see across the entire league if that number that Nugent Hopkins has signed for is kind of the baseline with how teams and their free agents negotiate. You always have to have that first guy sign, big name, and he is one of the bigger names so far to sign, um, and at a very interesting price. So uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how these dominoes fall, but it could be uh, could be a benefit to the Avalanche. Let me know what you guys think. Send me an email, lockdownavalanche at gmail.com. And that will be it for today. I'm going to see how the rest of this week goes. Um, and I might have a show for you guys tomorrow. Hang tight with me. Just follow me on Twitter. If I don't, I'll let you know. But um, I'm planning on doing it, but... I'll have to uh, see how things are lining up. Uh, if not, I will see everybody. I don't know. It's It's been a crazy week. So, uh, yeah, just follow me on Twitter, LLP and underscore Avalanche. And uh, you, you'll get all the updates over there. Either way, thank you guys for tuning in today. It's always appreciated. And uh, maybe we'll see you tomorrow. I hope. Probably. We'll go with that. Probably. All right, everyone. Have a good day. Here's Jovi. Go, Abs, go!